Town Hall Academy, episode 34. Make a wise choice. Be the master of your business. Master it to the best of your ability. Give it 100% of your consciousness. Give it 100% of your attention when you're at work and when you're at home. Please be with your family because there is nobody, not one person ever recorded on their dying breath the last 30 seconds said, I wish I spent more time at work. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, aftermarketers, to the Town Hall Academy, episode 34. Ever wonder how to balance your work responsibilities with your family's responsibilities? Well, you've come to the right place. My panel on this episode has made it a rule to make work-life balance a part of what they do. They share tactics and disciplines on how to make family time, downtime, or even recharge time an important part of their life. Carm Capriato here, thanking Jasper Engines and Transmissions for the support of the Town Hall Academy. Here's another reason to choose Jasper. It's the commitment to continuous improvement. Their investment in research and development, product updates, and remanufacturing processes means Jasper provides the perfect product. In this academy, I'm with Jerry Kazai from the Auto Shop in Plano, Texas, Greg Skolnick from Motorworks in Rockville, Maryland, and Joe Valend from the Auto Safety Center in West Bend, Wisconsin. Remember, today's podcast has a sister video. If you want to see the discussion in action, you can find it at remarkableresults.biz slash AO34. Now there you can see Jerry, Greg, Joe, and myself on screen. You'll find extended bios on my guests and links to their previous episodes right there on the show notes page. And another great feature of the show notes page, it has the episode's outlined talking points. No need to take notes. They're already done for you. In a recent survey of my listeners, they told me that 49% listen in their vehicles and 37% listen at home. Other places were lunch, working out, airplanes or airports, walking the dog, and even mowing the grass. No matter where you find the time for the education, I thank you for engaging in the Aftermarket's premier podcast. Honored to have you partake in this huge content library. One of the easiest ways to listen is the Remarkable Results Radio listening app. Find it at your app store or at remarkableresults.biz slash app. Now, listen to nine tips for a better work-life balance with shop owners Greg Skolnick from Motorworks in Rockville, Maryland, Jerry Kazaya from the Auto Shop in Plano, Texas, and Joe Valend from Auto Safety Center in West Bend, Wisconsin. Here we go. I want to start out with you, Jerry. Tell me about work-life balance. Uh, you've told me before that, Carm, if you don't believe it, you can't get it done. Well, that's pretty much the basis of it, right, Carm? So when you're talking about work-life balance, the first thing is, number one, you've got to believe that it's possible. I talk to so many folks. As you know, I, I'm also a business coach. I help folks uh, take their business and, and double it within a year. Uh, I hear so many people tell me, man, how do you get it all done? How do you balance this stuff? You know, they, they just have this belief that you can't. I'm telling you, Number one, before you can achieve it, you got to believe it. That's, that's really the bottom line. If you walk into the concept that it'll never happen, you're right. Henry Ford said it, whatever you think you can or whether you think you can't, either way, you're going to be 100% right. And I 
personally, from me, I'm telling you, work-life balance is such a possibility. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a great way to live your life. Do you have to schedule it, guys? In my opinion, absolutely. You just can't say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. It's not going to happen, is it, Greg? It has to be on your calendar, always. For me, it has to be a habit. For example, my guys at my shop allow me to um, leave the shop at like 1030 in the morning every every day. That's when I go to the pool or I go hiking or something because I have to have this exercise or else that's the first thing that drops off. It really does help quite a bit. Now, I want everyone to know that it was Greg who brought this idea to me and he is passionate over this and he's been on the show before and, and talked about the things that he's doing. And one of the things that I admire the most about Greg, he's got a four day a week business. Now you talk about work-life balance. That's, that's really something. So it's important to you. I've heard you say this to me before, Greg, you don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. That's it. Yep. It's true. Um, uh, you know, it is one of those things like, um, how much is enough, you know? So, when you start talking about balance, you have to sort of realize that we're more than just our businesses and we're more than just our jobs. Uh, we have family, we have our own internal growth that we're on our own paths. Right. So, um, and we want to be, if we want to be happy in life, we need to have some basic stuff, which I, I think a business is any business, but especially the auto service business will just sat, suck it right out of you, you know, um, because it never ends and it, it's never enough. And especially in management, I mean, I remember when I was the technician, you could close the hood after you're done with the job and everything would be fine, right? You're done with it. But in management, when I made that transition into the owner's responsibility, it, it never ends. So being able to plan for it, being able to uh, acknowledge it, I think is the main thing. Now, four-day work week, people think I'm crazy, and I am in a way. I leave a lot of money on the table because I'm only open four days a week. But um, we found a way to do four 10-hour days. Um, I have very little turnover in my shop because of it. The people, the employees love it. I think they're pretty spoiled now. It, it is one of those things. It's a 40-hour work, work week. I mean, our shop is open 40 hours. We've trained our clients over the years how we do it. And we have some backup when we're closed. So somebody is on call, that type of thing. But um, the goal is, uh, and I, t- I tell my people the same thing, is, I just want you to do something on that Friday because it's only Fridays that we're off. So it's every Friday. We're also every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they have three weekends all year. Um, I tell them that something on that Friday has to be just for them. That it helps them. And it has to not be working on cars for money. Because if you're going to work on cars for money, you might as well do it in the shop. And, you know, we might as well make some more money. But I, I really want them to take care of themselves. So whether it be biking or whether it be getting a massage or whether it be taking a walk in the woods, or, or going swimming or doing something other than working on cars. It's a, that's the main thing. Do you find your people doing that? I do. Um, I know one of my guys, my older technician right now is in the woods hunting at this moment. So I know that that's really good for him. Um, I don't know what some of the other ones are doing. One of them might probably sleeping. Uh, I know another one's probably playing video games at the moment, but uh, the point is, is that it, it is an off time for them and it's, it, it's, it's a downtime and they need that. I know there's some family things that are going on too. Some of our office staff have you know, family. So this is a big thing for them too. Hey, thanks for all that, Greg. Great inspiration. I appreciate that. Joe, you said to me, Carm, you got to have a purpose. 
That's right. You know, when I bought my business in 2005, you know, I did it like the way it was done before where the boss was, uh, you know, on the service counter, he was under the hood doing a lot of, a lot of different tasks. And, uh, after a while I realized, uh, you know, I can't do it all. Um, and part of it was, you know, I needed to figure out what my purpose was in my organization and, uh, knowing your purpose allows you to focus on that. So there's a quote that, uh, that I like, um, it was uh, said by Bill Belichick from the uh, New England Patriots. Now, I'm in Wisconsin, so I bleed green and gold. Not a huge. Uh... <laughs> and oh, by the way, I don't mean to jump in here, but our biggest rival, you know, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, is the New England Patriots. Right. I, I, I figured that, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of love on your side for the, for the Patriots. But, uh, you know, Bill Belichick said it best when he said, do your job and do it well. And really knowing your purpose in your organization, in your shop, allows you to focus on that. And your role as a shop owner should be uh, leading, leading your team. You know, if you're doing uh, service desk work, service advisor work, or technician work, I mean, those are full-time jobs in and of themselves. And that doesn't leave a whole lot of time to uh, manage your team and your team becomes an afterthought. So is your point, Joe, that you can get a good work-life balance if you really do what you do, no matter if it's personal or work, and do it to its fullest extent. Right, yeah. I mean, you know your purpose, and that's what you do. And if it doesn't fit within the realm of your purpose, like fixing cars, so to speak, or answering the phones, you find somebody that can do that job, hopefully better than you, and you uh, delegate that task to them. Now, it's important to know that I believe all of you entrepreneurs started somewhere doing everything in your business, and you're qualified now to look back and say, you know, hey, uh, yeah, sometimes you got to start because you're the, you know, you're the chief cook and bottle washer, but you cannot always be. I think the, the point that the, even in the, the entire catalog of podcasts over, you know, 300 compared to the podcasts and the town halls have that theme in common. Uh, I, I had to find that time to become uh, a CEO of my business. And, and I think that's what you're saying. Do the job you you have put yourself into doing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Know your role and um, bring in the right people to fill in the other spots. And then you can really focus on your purpose and, and leading and, and doing what you need to do. Carm Capriato here with Ron Haugen of Westside Auto Pros. Ron, are Jasper product improvements important when deciding to buy your next engine or transmission? Oh, absolutely. Uh, not only important for me, because I know that I'm going to put a product in a vehicle that's going to last, uh, but they're important for my customer. Uh, my customer's already got an engine that's failed, maybe because a component was under-engineered, and Jasper's gone in and found that and fixed that. And if somebody's committing to the kind of investment to put an engine in their vehicle, they're going to want the best one they can get. Hey, Ron, what could you tell me about Jasper's customer service? Jasper's customer service is above and beyond pretty much any of the vendor's customer service that we use. There's been times that I've often thought we we need to hire whoever trains Jasper's staff to come train my staff. I mean, from, from the initial phone call to if there's a warranty problem, a question, a, a technical issue, uh, they answer the phone and you're immediately talking to the person that can help you. Hey, Ron, thanks for your insights on Jasper. Thanks for asking. So, guys, priorities. Joe, you also mentioned uh, you've got to have priorities. That's right. I mean, we can all say that we have a priority, but, you know, our actions display our priorities regardless of what we say. 
you say, well, you know, my family's a priority. Well, really, how, how much time are you spending at home? And how are you, how are you engaged? Right. Yes, how, how are, are you engaged at home? Are you there? One of the, the best books that I've read was uh, Jim Collins' book, um, Good to Great. He has a quote in there, good is the enemy of great. And really what that means, there's so many good things that we can get involved in and engaged in that take our time. It won't leave us enough time to pursue the great things. And so really you have to prioritize your day, prioritize your life to uh, make sure you're focusing on the great things. And I guess um, what I want to say about that as well is, you know, when you look at, well, what is the great things that you want to pursue? You can ask yourself two questions, you know, what is important to you, but also what is important to your spouse or those that you are responsible for? Sometimes we can be so one-sided that we miss something else and we have to bring in those other people in our lives that really make a difference and matter to us. So making sure our priorities are set. And as a shop owner, um, you know, we need to prioritize and, uh, and just do the tasks that, uh, that only we can do. Greg, you are big with family and and spouse. Uh, you know, you've been on the show. I, I I call all of you friends, and I've heard you speak uh, so so warmly about that. Uh, give us some insight. Okay, so I got I got to start out a little bit with the the driving force. And I love music, and you guys probably know that I'm a musician myself. I'm a drummer, but started out hearing when my my younger son was born. Uh, it was not long after that when I actually started the business. And it was around the time that um, um, there was a hit song. I, I guess it was Harry Chapin Carpenter, I think it was, um, Cats in the Cradle. Okay, so mm-hmm. this whole thing about when you coming home, Dad, I don't mm-hmm. know when, we'll get together then. And the whole concept of that song is that you're, you spend your whole life doing that. And then at the end of it, you realize that you've wasted it, okay? Mm -hmm. And that now he's doing exactly to you what you were doing to him. It still gives me chills. So um, that was kind of a driving force for me. And um, Mm -hmm. so I decided um, that I I needed to make a a balance point, uh, you know, with this. So definitely got into Cub Scouts and then Boy Scouts and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still involved in them still. Um, That's my volunteer thing. But um, more than anything else, it, uh, it, it is kind of a, a thing where, uh, and I, I learned this from the School of Hard Knocks, I will be, I'll be straight with you about this, that you, de- you need to pay attention to what's going on in your family, and especially your spouse, because um, when I started my business, it became the other woman pretty quickly. <laughs> if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it becomes the other woman, and it's like you get this stuff <laughs> from the spouse and you're, you're, you're working your butt off, you know, you're sweating and gross and you come home and trying to eat macaroni and cheese and, you know, hot dogs and stuff. But um, it, it gets to a point where you're wondering what the heck is going on here? Why are you angry with me? And, or worse yet, why are you not paying attention to what's going on around in our relationship? And you, I think most of us know people that have lost their relationships because of of their their total you know tunnel vision focus on their business, uh, there's a time for that. When you start the business up, clearly you've got to push, and everybody's got to pedal hard, you know. Um, but there comes a point where you have to realize that there's damage being done over there in your in your relationship if you're not paying attention to them. So definitely. Um, there is this rub between the being your own, you know, starting a business or, or being your own business person and your family. And you have to really, really work hard at finding ways to do that. I do that 
I think I've given you one of these before, Karen, but um, basically I made up a sheet and every week on Mondays when I do my personal planning, Monday mornings, it, it has like all the different 12 areas of my life that I want to make sure I take care of something during that that week. It, and so it includes being a spouse and father and grandparent because I have four grandkids now. And so is there something I want to do there? Is there something in my volunteer world? Is there something in the marketing, in the bookkeeping and you know there's stuff that happens all the time so it's a way for me to keep track of it and uh, I, I really love what Joe is saying about knowing your place because I mean Joe you're you're spot on with that mm-hmm. you got to know well and I will tell you and a lot of people who know me will understand what I'm saying here is that I have a great deal of difficulty in prioritizing things and knowing what to leave alone and I get squirreled you know it's like hey there's a shiny object over there Oh, I wonder what that is, you know? So, um, so, so it's easy for me to waste a lot of time and Facebook is one of those. <laughs> I've said that before. Oh dear. He, he said it. He said it. Jerry, you, you're doing some Facebook stuff, Jerry, aren't you? I am. We do a lot. I do uh, videos all the time on Facebook. Uh, I do not spend a lot of time surfing Facebook. Uh, I spend a lot of time putting things on because we have, I think I have like nine or 10 groups that I'm in direct control of. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It it is a lot. And I also have a couple folks that, that help us, uh, with some of the Facebook posts so that we can stay current. Well, there's a work life balance thing, you know, delegate it really, you know, and, and that's one of the talking points we do not have here, but although I think part of the theme is about delegation, I, I need to comment about, uh, the, the other woman, Greg, I believe uh, I'm going back in the day because, you know, I own my own business for many, many years. I I have a feeling I remember hearing my wife say one day, yeah, Carm has a mistress. And it was like, how do you know? (laughs) It's the business. Um, I'm not sure I've been a good student of work-life balance. Um, You know, when you have that entrepreneurial fire, sometimes you just can't let it go. But you know what? The good part about that is it, you, you get to start over tomorrow morning. Yeah, I do. You're, you're absolutely right. So we all get 24 hours every day and how we choose to spend it is our choice, right? It's a choice. So just understand it. And I'm a business development coach as well, you know, just like Jerry is. And, and I, I do see struggles with some of my clients where they cannot seem to stop working on cars mm. <laughs> because, or they, they, you know, their technician doesn't know how to do something or they're not very good at diagnosing something. So they have to, they jump out there because that's their, that's what they know how to do and how damaging that is to the overall growth of the company and to that individual technician. Um, Even though you may be trying to teach him something, when you go in and do it for him, you know what happens. You're giving him a fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're training him to come to your office and say, boss, how do you do that? You know? mm-hmm. But you're so good at it. It's a complete choice on, on the client's part. Yeah, right. absolutely. And they still do it. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that is so difficult to get them to understand that what they're doing is hurting them. Right. Good stuff, guys. Hey, Joe, um, Greg just mentioned planning. Interesting concept, huh? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's kind of like living with, uh, you know, purpose or, you know, being intentional with your life. And uh, I think that really comes down to having a plan and putting it in place. So um, for me personally, um, you know, I like to plan my day, you know, prepare my day so I can be most productive. You know, there's a couple ways that I'll do that. 
Um, first of all, you know, I have my, my office and my desk here. Um, it's pretty clean and I'm not going to move the camera and show uh, the desk, but uh, pretty clean. And behind me, there's a, there's a credenza and on the credenza is a lot of projects that I have started or they're in process. Um, and so there's a couple piles of papers and, and things that need attention. Um, but what I'll do is that uh, I'll, I'll keep that as my staging area. When I'm ready to switch projects or whatever, I'll just turn around, grab it, place it on the desk. And that's what I'm going to focus on at that point. You know, if your desk has a bunch of papers and stuff all over it, you can just kind of get kind of like what Jerry said before, you know, squirreled as yeah. you're as you're looking for something and you and you see this and you're like and you're right away. You're off. You're off topic. So keeping the desk clean, helping you be productive. Um, also, um, I like to plan my day on paper. So I'll have like a, a task list. And uh, I'll put down, you know, all the tasks that I would like to get accomplished today. And uh, as I as I get them done, I cross them off. Um, of course, over the, the the process of a day, more things come in. Um, the list grows a little bit, but that's okay. If I don't get everything done in the day, that's fine. Um, I will just transfer everything over to the next day, and then focus on focus on that. Obviously, you kind of reorganize, reprioritize uh, according to deadlines and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the key for me with the list is that as I look at it at the end of the day, you know, we call it a day at 5.30. So at 5.15, I look down at the list and I can see everything I did crossed off. And you have that, you have that sense of accomplishment. You said, you know what? Today was a productive day. Today I did look mm -hmm. at everything that I did. You know, as a, as a service advisor or as a technician, they can look at all the ROs that they wrote. Right. They can look at the pile of part slips that came. A technician can look at his billable hours. And at the end of the day, he can sit back and say, it was productive. Well, what do we have as a, as a shop owner that tells us you were productive today? It's okay to go home and, uh, and spend time with your family. It's okay. You, you, you put in an honest day's work. And for me, um, having that task like really, task list really just encourages me to go home and be 100% at home when I'm there. Um, my list is here for the morning so I can get after it when I come back. When you leave at five or six, Joe, do you put work on the back bench? The task list definitely helps me with that because I don't have to be thinking about things that I need to do tomorrow because it's on the list. It's here. I come in and right away, oh, there it is. I think I still can grow a little bit in leaving work at work. Um, sometimes I go home and you just kind of get squirreled into thinking, you know, about the day and nope, 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 got to come back and be engaged with the family. And, and that's important. How many kids at home, Joe? I have four. So, um, yeah, it is, it is a handful. Um, You're also, outnumbered. Yeah. I have three <laughs> girls and one boy. Um, so yes, wow. uh, I, I am outnumbered. Um, and what's different in our situation is that we, we do homeschool our kids. Uh -huh. So they are there all day. And uh, so it's really important for me as a husband to come home and, uh, you know, help my wife debrief a little bit. And uh, she's right. with the kids all day and she needs she needs her time uh, where dad comes in and tries to uh, take some of that burden or that load, I should say. So, Jerry, be present is really important, isn't it? You know, Carm, I can't stress that. I cannot to to everybody that I I can get their attention with, uh, whether it's on this, on this uh, call or, or webcast or whether it's face-to-face, -face, I have to tell you, uh, be present, be present 100%. First of all, that's the most difficult thing for a human being to do is to be present in the moment right now. 
True. Be here right now. If you can do that, if you can master that, and we're talking Zen masters still work with this to, to accomplish it, right? So this is not an easy task, and I'm, I'm not going to, by any stretch of the imagination, intimate that it is easy to do. But if you can be in the present, most of the fear that we live with, the little voice in our head, we can eliminate, right? When you're at work, be at work. You got no business surfing Facebook or Twitter or unless that's part of your job, okay, stay the hell off your, your text messaging, you know, have your wife uh, send you an email or something. If you need to communicate with her, great, do it. That's what a cell phone is for, an emergency. Other than that, hey, be at work, give it 100% so that when you can go home with your family, be with your family, you're with them 100%. I was in the meeting this morning started at seven o'clock, talk about his past weekend. So dinner with his family and a client calls him up and he spends 20 minutes of family dinner time on the phone talking to a client. And I'm going to tell you something, my skin's crawling just at the thought of that. My belief, and this is just my belief, you are stealing time from your family. Absolutely. And you know what? That that customer, that client, that would prospect, you know what? At the end of the day, if you died of a heart attack, they'd go to the next guy or gal. Yep. Okay. But, and he said, you know, and after I got off that phone call, I got another phone call and I wanted to reach over and just smack him in the forehead and say, what the heck are you even thinking? I know you have three kids at home. I know you have a lovely wife, man. When you're with your family, Everything else has got to be gone. You know, I, I got to tell you, we were talking about the things, uh, Greg talked about the 12 areas in his life that he focuses on every day. I have a sign over my computer and, and in what we teach and what we coach people with are the, we call it the five F's. And the five F's are faith, family, fitness, finances, and fun. You and you know what? When you, when you get those all five and you're, you're, when you're doing your faith and whether that's being in church or whether that's uh, praying to the universe, being thankful, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, namaste, whatever, whatever works for you, when you're given that 100% and then when you're with your family, it doesn't mean you, get, you, you divide your time 20% here, 20% here, 20%. You know, you may have to be at work 10 to 12 hours a day. But when you're at work, if you're there 100%, you, I guarantee you, I guarantee that when you're focused and you don't find those rabbit trails and you don't follow those little squirrel hops and you stay focused on what it is you're working with, you'll find out that you can get more done in a dedicated three-hour time period than most people will do all week. So be 100% and play the game. That's the purpose of these town halls. These are just classic automotive aftermarket lessons. And... You know, not enough of us have someone in our face like you just did. <laughs> Thank you. you know, for that. Here, I'll give everybody, I will give everybody, you, you want the most amazing tip to be, to, you want to increase your productivity? Here, here's the deal. Give yourself 90 minutes. Take whatever it is you're, you're working on. Okay, give yourself 90 minutes. I want to say, get your butt. I don't know if I'm going to, that's the word I'm going to use. I'm going to keep it family rated. Okay. Get your butt out of the shop. Take this thing 
leave it in the car, turn it off, whatever you need to do, go to the library where nobody knows you and spend 90 minutes of pure uninterrupted time. And I will guarantee you that your productivity during those 90 minutes will be so far greater than what the hell you would be doing sitting at your desk with all the interruptions of the technicians, of the customers, of the phones ringing, of the salespeople coming in, of all these Lulus trying to steal your time. And when you learn, when you learn as a business owner to respect your time, then other people will begin to respect your time. And this begins by realizing how freaking productive you can be and how productive you are not because of all of the interruptions, because everybody else puts their priority ahead of yours and we allow it. We allow it. There's we the key. Allow it. That's the key. You're making yes. that choice. You bet. It Again, it goes back to it's yeah. the choice. Yeah. It's the choice. I mean, he is spot on. Uh, I don't do it in a library. I do it either swimming laps or walking in the woods because I think there's tree energy is really great for you, by the way. Try it out. Just walk around in the woods somewhere and you'll get good exercise and you get all this oxygen at the same time. I have seven acres of woods. I know. So you understand that he's right on the money there. We allow it to happen. And it's just, and interestingly enough, we didn't just get this way. We weren't just born knowing this stuff, guys. So understand that we all have experiences that have changed our lives. And, you know, we, we need to understand where we fit in to the big picture. And Jerry was talking about, um, uh, about your spirituality. And I don't want to get ahead of myself a little bit about this. And I don't, I don't really, it doesn't really matter whether you're in a particular race, in a particular religion, uh, organized religion or not. There's, there's a difference between spirit and, religion. So I do think that um, uh, just understanding how we got where we are and how our, I mean, how this amazing body works and how the amazing world works. And and yes, there's some craziness going on right now in our world. I guess we can all acknowledge that, that um, we have to find some balancing point and it is becoming a little more difficult with it, especially with the folks down in DC. But, um, but I do think that, uh, that, that it is a, uh, it's incredibly important for us to understand what our our position is in the world. And sometimes we may not even know this until, uh, and in my case, it was when I went uh, to a funeral of a client of mine and um, heard this whole discussion in his eulogy on how important, apparently, the relationship that he and I had uh, was to him. Um, I'm in a room full of people that I don't know. Um, it's kind of a sad moment. And, you know, this man's passed away. And then for almost five minutes, they're going on and on about his relationship with his mechanic. And uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, you know <laughs> I mean, all of this dust comes over me because I had no idea. I had no idea. And it changed me. We're in a different place now because of that. Because now when you deal with each of the clients or when you deal with the people that you work with, or when you deal with your, your coaching clients or whoever, you have to realize that regardless of how frustrating it might be in, in your inside of here, um, you are making a difference in their life in some way. And um, whether it be working with kids in the scouts or whether, you know, teach them how to build a fire or something like that, or whether you're teaching another shop owner, how to find a balancing point and say no to the technician when he walks in the door, you know, uh, to ask a question about something that he should know. This is also the basis of our shop culture. I mean, the shop culture essentially comes from us, from the owner. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and it's laid out in its in not only in uh, our core values, which is some of which I'm sure we were raised with with our families. Um, and others are just what are really important in the world. I mean, your integrity is like in my world, it's like the most important thing ever, you know, um, and your compassion has to be there. And you said I was passionate. I am very passionate. I'm, I'm toning myself down, Parm. I want you to understand that. Um, I couldn't have asked for three better guys to, have, to bring their passion to this show. <laughs> wow. Joe, you, you bring your passion and your culture uh, out all the time? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think uh, Greg was right. Our culture comes from us. It's who we are and it's what we establish. You know, when I come to work, I love, uh, you know, having a culture. uh, And I'll say this phrase frequently, you know, um, when somebody comes to me, are you coming to me with a problem or a solution? And after a while, you know, you get people that come and they keep presenting these problems. And it's just like, well, you know, we need to focus more on solutions. And um, it's kind of that, that phrase that was said before, you know, give a man a fish and he eats for one day, teach him how to fish and he feeds himself for the rest of his life. And, and I want problem solvers to, uh, to say, you know, what, we have this problem, but here's a solution I want to bounce off you. And that's all part of the culture, you know, give, give your staff the, the, I guess the leeway to, uh, to solve problems and maybe it won't turn out. And then in the, if it doesn't turn out, use it as a teachable moment, give them some grace and say, you know what, I appreciate that, uh, that you're trying to resolve this issue because we need people that think outside the box. And I don't want to be the kingpin of my business where everybody comes through me. Um, everybody needs to, you know, run things uh, by me. And, and I don't want, I don't want to be, you know, the, have the Messiah complex where, Oh, I'm the most important here. I want them to, uh, to take, take the ball and, and go by being the as you your term the messiah what you're doing is you're you're making your business completely dependent on you yes that's right, right? and like a bad idea as opposed to the way the way we run it here is our business is systems oriented mm-hmm. and systems dependent and this is how i get to take off anywhere from 90 to 143 days a year every year and i've been doing it for the last golly eight or 10 years and the business continues to operate and continues to get, you know, the great points. But my God, man, if you're, if you're the kingpin, if you're the pivot point, you can't even go to the latrine without someone knocking on <laughs> the person. Right. On the, hey, hey, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Someone's on the phone, right? <laughs> and so that's for me, man, I'm all about freedom. Yeah. yeah. I gotta have the freedom and the freedom. Like, look, no one's banging them. I got customers waving at me, right? Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? But, but my employees know they don't call my phone. They don't ring the internet. My cell phone's not going off. Everybody, cause I got notes up here. This is on the air. Please do not disturb. Right. And my office mm-hmm. is, is a glass fishbowl. So people here, it's trained. It's, it's a training thing. But you've got to have the systems. You've got to have the processes. And, and hopefully, we have it documented in a book so that in the event I'm out of town or you're out of town and something happens, they go to the book and go, okay, okay, what would Joe do? What would Greg do? What would Jerry do? And you look in the book and they're, and they're going, okay, here it is, right? See, here it is. And then there's no grief. It's a beautiful system. One of the things that, um, that you touched on was, you know, freedom um, and how many of us actually started our business because we wanted freedom. Well, it wasn't long in, in, in my experience that there was no handcuffs. freedom. There's handcuffs. This, this place is a jail. This is a prison. I can't leave. I can't do phone. I, that's the, the biggest lie they tell you. You own a business. Yeah. Well, guess what? I talking to listening to uh, Jerry here. It is possible, and uh, you just have to have the systems in place. And 
That's awesome. That's what we teach. The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. The best nonfiction book for business owners I've ever read. I, I recommend it. We teach it. We, we preach it. Uh, I kick my students in the butt if they don't have it. Uh, and, we, and we talk about it every single month. The uh, podcast is littered and it's not really maybe the right word with e-myth all over it. And I just encourage everyone to go to the website, find the tag cloud, look for the words, the e-myth, click on it, and every episode that ever had anything to do with the e-myth will come up. And if you want to get into why the e-myth changed people's lives and changed their business, and they tell you the emotional story of having gone from working in their business to on their business, it will change your life. Hallelujah. Hey, Preach I got, it, Carm. I got, I got something I got to mention about what Jerry was just saying. And I, I really agree with everything he's saying, talking about the systems or orientation. To, to parlay that on, uh, Joe said something that is just fantastic. And he said, give them grace. That is such a powerful term. If you think about it, it is a just fantastic. Because these people that you have working with you are not you. They will never be you. That doesn't mean you'll never be good enough. That means that they are them and you are you and you're working together. You guys have come together in your world to work together for now. Uh, The point being is that you have to realize that just because you have all those years of able to turn wrenches and all all of that skill, that doesn't mean that you are better than them. Okay. And so therein lies this respect for the people that work with me, not for me. Okay. There's a, there's a distinct difference there. So I'd like to make sure we understand that. One of the things that I'm really big on is um, I guess there's another book called the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Right. 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 Maxwell it's back here. The point I'm trying to make with that is one of the things that, uh, that really hit me and out of that book is I want to be a leader of leaders. I do not want to be a leader of followers. When you do it in my way or the highway, then it's going to be a leader of followers that will be yes men. And they will, you know, do, they will not be able to do it when you're not there. As you were saying, Jerry, you are absolutely right. Uh, the systems have to be in place, but understand that they're not going to do it exactly the same way you're going to do it. You're hoping that your culture and your mission statement, and I haven't talked about mission statement yet, but has to do with how, how you're going to do your business and how we're going to treat our clients. When it comes to mission statement, this is a tool that we all need to use uh, to help us. Uh, it, make, it makes it much easier for us to make decisions, first of all, because if you know that everything, all the decisions you're making, or should I buy this pencil or not? Well, will it help me get to that? Well, yeah. Okay. Then buy it. Should I hire this guy or should I put up with this kind of behavior? And sometimes when you have to discipline somebody, you go in here and you look at them and say, well, what part of this list of things that we're doing in our mission, when you behave this way, how is this furthering this along? And it gives you an opportunity to help, help them understand that everybody's got to be aligned you know, you, you try to push the car into the shop and there's people all around the car and everybody's pushing in the wrong direction, mm. right? You got to keep pulling people off the car until you get enough people on the back of the car that pushes it forward, right? That's the goal. One of the most amazing experiences I had, my wife and I, we have been going to uh, personal growth seminars since August, 2004. We average once a month, 
somewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And we went to this one seminar and I'll just give you the Reader's Digest condensed version. There were 2,500 people inside this room, not a small group. At one point we were all given a line drawing, a line drawing being something like out of a coloring book, right? It was white paper, black lines, and we were given four crayons. We were given a white crayon, a yellow crayon, a purple crayon, and a black crayon. All 2,500 people had the same drawing, the same four colors. The line drawing was of Merlin the Magician. The guy, the leader of the conference said, okay, I want everybody to color Merlin. And he gave us a few minutes to color Merlin. At some point, he said, okay, we got one minute left. Are you, is everybody happy with their Merlin? Everybody was, is there anybody not happy with their Merlin? Okay. Not one person said they were unhappy. And this was a huge, huge lesson for me as a business owner, right? So he said, okay, now what I want everybody to do is we're going to get in two circles around the entire room. We're going to face each other and we're going to have everybody show each other your line drawing. How many do you think now out of 2,500 people, same drawing, four colors, how many were the same? Probably most of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would think zero really they're all different they were every one of them was com- was different some way there were no t- out of 2,500 drawings wow not two of them were the same and so as a business owner the big takeaway that I got was just because I do it this way right does not mean it's the only freaking right. way to get it done <laughs> And at that point, you stop micromanaging your people. You tell them, this is your end goal. Go make it happen. Right. And, yep. and you're out of it because you yep. know what? If there's 2,500 freaking ways to color Merlin, there's got to be 10 million <laughs> ways to do things here. Is that fair? Take, take a breather, buddy. Take a breather. Good, good truth right there. Oh, my. This has gone places I did not expect. Wow. Okay. So give us the secret to a four-day work week. <laughs> the secret is that there isn't one. You just got to do it. I mean, really, you have it's a commitment. Like, like you guys were both saying, it, it, there's a commitment that you make to this. I told you before, I said some shops think I'm crazy. And yeah, I guess I am in a way because I'm I am probably losing money. And some I mean, I guess I could have been making more money if I was open every Friday, you know, a regular shift or whatever. There are places that are open on Saturday even. And I, I know when we all started our business, we worked like crazy and I worked the same way. And I just, you know, everybody hates Saturdays, you know, because it suck, but <laughs> as usually the way it is. So we dropped it back to five days just because everybody says this is how you do it. But um, I've been doing the four day work week since 1990. If you look at it this way, I, I went to the guys that we had at that time and I said to them, you know, if we add an hour on in the morning and an hour on in the evening, well, I don't know if many of you know about the Washington, D.C. traffic area. Uh, traffic in D.C. area sucks. So if you leave earlier in the morning, it's easier, right? And if you leave a little bit later at night, it's easier to get home, right? So um, so that helps out. But look at this, 20% less fuel used, right? 20% less utilities. Yes, I am paying rent 24-7 on the building, of course. And it's it's sitting right now. Today, it's... It's dark, you know, and nothing's happening there. But it, it's okay. We can make it happen in a, in a, in four days. What we normally would be doing in five, why not? You know. And um, at first, I thought my own idea was crazy because as the as the person doing the 
the paperwork, it was like, well, how the heck am I going to get all my stuff done in four days? I can't even get it done in five, you know, this kind of thing. So, but it worked out. It's worked out. And now, I mean, Fridays is when I see my clients, my coaching clients, and I do this kind of stuff. And, and while we all know that the business, as a business owner, or if you, especially if you started the business, um, that it's sort of always there. It's kind of back there all the time, marketing and promotion. And, you're, you know, it's sort of always there. So I, I won't say that there have never been anything that I haven't. I mean, I won't say that there's never been a Friday that I haven't done something for the shop. But uh, mostly it's, you know, I've got to take care of myself first. So uh, primarily that's what it is. Uh, this is going to be a favorite episode for the world to listen to. I will tell you that. We went to places. We, we talked about spirituality. I think you nailed it. I really did. You got to make the decisions, the tough decisions on, on your own world. So I thank you all so much for that. Greg Skolnick from MotorWorks, Joe Velen from Auto Safety Center, and Jerry Gaziah from uh, Auto Shop in Plano, Texas. Guys, get on the pulpit and, and drive it home. Let me see. I'll do Joe first. All right. Well, I guess for me, it's, um, you know, uh, they, they had mentioned some, uh, some F words, uh, before a list of F words. Um, <laughs> I don't remember all Faith, of them. family, fitness, fun, and what Jerry? Faith, family, fitness, finances, finances. Fun. Okay. Got to watch the money, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in my, I guess in my summary, I had two of those F's in there. Um, I had faith and I had family and I had work as far as the, um, priorities, and uh, I think that, um, you know, make productivity a priority in your life. Know your purpose. Know what you're called to do in your organization. Do it to the best of your ability. And also leave some fuel in the tank for when you get home and your other responsibilities. Because if there's anything I learned here today um, was that, you know, you have employees, you have customers. But what are they compared to your family, your kids and your spouse? And how much more valuable are you to, the, to, to your home family than you are to your employees or your, your clients? Not, or not to say that they're not important, but think about it. I mean, if, if the shop were to close, they'll find another job. They'll take their car somewhere else. But right. what if you're gone from your family's life? What's going to happen there? Thank you so much for that. By the way, I have to tell you, you said something, uh, Joe, that, that struck a chord. You said what I learned here today. It is amazing. Every panel that I've had, 34 of these now since January 1st, I get emails back from the from my guests, my friends, and they say, I learned something. I'm glad I was on. Not only were they there to teach and to share, but they also learned. So can you imagine the benefit to the aftermarket and the people that listen? Wow. Greg, I'll let you go next. I, I like the concept of um, understanding your level of spir spirituality and not necessarily religion. Okay. I mean, most of us were raised in, if you were raised in a family that was that particular religion, it's not your fault. <laughs> now we're old enough. We can choose. Right. But um, the, the idea here is that is that there is something greater than just ourselves. So, I mean, J Jerry mentioned something about, you know, the universe, however you want to call it, the creator, whatever. It is important that we acknowledge that because that's what's going to overarch most of everything else. That gives us some support. And and uh, coming from a family where we didn't I didn't get a, uh, a strong religious education. Um, this is really important. It's, it's turned out to be very important. And I've got to thank my wife for that because she's the one who sort of helped me along that path. 
knowing who you are and why you are there, why you get out of bed every day is crucial. I mean, this is really, really important. So, um, she also, oh, by the way, she also got me into yoga and I know that may sound really funny, but on Tuesdays I do yoga and I really like it. Um, so, and it's just because it is, yes, it's very woo woo. It's very, but it's very relaxing and yet it's difficult. I mean, it, I'm sore the next day or day after because of it. And, uh, I, so, so if you think it's silly, don't think it's so silly. Just try it. Jerry, I'll let you have the last word. Oh, thanks, Carm. I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, you know, this has been a great conversation and I'm, I'm grateful that I was invited to be a part of this. I can, I can only stress upon everybody that's listening to this. Tr- do your very best to be present. Take the time. You know, you, you can't go to the library with a tune-up, that's for sure. But when you're working on your business, and for me, I had to make the conscious choice Right, and the conscious choice was I going to be the best with one of these, mm. or was I going to be the best with one of these? Yeah. And this is the choice I made. I can do this until I'm in my 70s, 80s, or 90s, and you can't do that with one of these. Unfortunately, we have a tough business. Mm-hmm. Make a wise choice. Be the master of your business. Master it to the best of your ability. Give it 100% of your consciousness. Give it 100% of your attention when you're at work and when you're at home. Please be with your family because there is nobody, not one person ever recorded on their dying breath the last 30 seconds said, I wish I spent more time at work. You really want to spend time with the people that mean the world to you and you do that by being with them when you're with them. If you're just sitting on your ass watching television, you're not with them. If you got your face stuck in your phone or your iPad, you're not with them. Be with them, really. And I guarantee you, the dividends will be paid back so so enormously, you, you, you cannot even believe. Namaste. For all of our audio listeners, Jerry was holding up a wrench. <laughs> that was a wrench. We have it. We have it on film. It's recorded. And he was holding up a pen. And so all of our audio listeners, we have a lot of audio listeners, they're going to say, oh, no, I'm going to have to go back and watch the video. But to all of our commuters, it was a pen or a wrench. Thank you all so much. Inspiring, enlightening. You knocked it out of the park. Have a great weekend. Take Thank care. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.